0: What happens when you get three event professionals together on the same podcast? Well, it will either make you laugh or cringe. Find out how the last two episodes tie in as Lainey, Megan, and Christina share their event stories and what it is really like behind the scenes of the event industry. Welcome to Combos with the Collective. This episode contains explicit language. You're listening to Convos with the Collective, the Denver Women's Sports Collective podcast, where we feature stories, life lessons, and advice from women throughout sports, events, and marketing. This podcast was recorded at the DMVR studio in Denver, Colorado. All right. Welcome, everybody, to this episode. We are doing the roundtable with Miss Lenny Hall. And don't fuck it up. Sorry. in. Now, Lainey gave me a better way of remembering your last name, because apparently for our listeners, I tend to... She
1: wants to make it fancy.
0: Like, all, I make it all Frenchy, but yeah, yeah so. Cool. We're uh, ketchup. <laughs> and as the opening said, we're going to be sharing some stories about life in the event industry, both good and bad. Hopefully, we'll make you laugh or cringe. One of the two. Probably both. But all I think the big the focus on this that I want to highlight is, you know, a lot of people, when they come into the event industry, and we we joked about this earlier is they turn into, they think they can come in as Jennifer Lopez and run a wedding. And it's not, it's not like that. It's not that easy. And I, I kind of want to break that glass, the rose co- rose color sunglasses in that in that sense. But there's a lot of great things that come with being an event planner, but it is not for the faint of heart. I mean, we're talking 15, 20 plus hour days sometimes when it comes to events. I think Megan, you know, as mentioned on the previous episode for the listeners, who haven't heard that episode, please go back and listen to the, the first two episodes with these young, with these beautiful ladies. It's hilarious. But Jesus. we had talked about Parker Oktoberfest. <laughs> we talked about Parker Oktoberfest and I, both years that we did that. Cause we did it for two. Yeah. I think I three. reached. We
1: almost made it COVID. We,
0: I know COVID kicked in, but I think you were the lead event planner. I was just assistant and I hit easily 30 miles. And that was just me as a, an event assistant. You, on the other hand, I think hit a lot more than 30 miles. Oh yeah. Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest.
1: I mean, I think we were over hundred in the three yeah. day, technically really it's five days with set up and teardown, but like strictly the three days we were active at yeah. the event. Yeah. I think we put in over hundred miles. Yeah. I was tracking it cause I wanted to see
0: the physical distance
1: we you were know, at. Absolutely. Walked.
0: And it was a fantastic event, but the, the point that I'm trying to make is that the, in the event industry, your final product It just lights you up and it's amazing to see everything that's in your head come to fruition, but it's not for the faint of heart. I would love to hear, and and Lainey, we're going to start with you, your most, a quick story on your most extensive client that you had to work with that took a lot of hours and a lot of time, because I, I just want to really make sure that everybody knows what really goes into being an event planner and how rewarding, but how hard it can be.
2: So my stories are a little different because I am often doing things prior to the event. So since I'm doing stationery and I'm doing decor and I'm doing gifting, that's sort of, I am a little before things. Um, but I've had clients, clients know and my partners in the event industry know that if they have some crazy idea, I can make it happen. I have partners in all kinds of manufacturing. I manufacture a ton of things at home. Um, and I can I can see how to do just about anything. So um, I have delivered a five-foot tall, nine-foot long resin bear with a coloring book oh outline on That's it awesome. for a massive event. Wow. Um, we've delivered uh, welded metal signs, like giant beer signs and stuff for events. Uh, we've we've made, you know, just crazy stationery for different people for different events. Um, so just like for us, it's it's creating things that are just in your head, not something you can find. So the, our most recent one was we mailed 31 celebration boxes for a retirement event all over the country with charcuterie in it so timing was like on point with custom metals that were custom designed 3d printed molded resin poured with multiple kinds of resin sanded created with a specialized stand and all that sort of stuff custom cutting boards cookies all sorts of celebration things um and that's a lot of moving parts and then it has to be mailed and it has to arrive on time and it has to still be cold so how many hours and do you think you spent? Yeah, that's doing what I was. That was gonna lot. be my follow up. As I as like, say, how can many? you even calculate it? I don't know if I could I even really calculate start, it. Start to it was finish. A lot of hours. Um, but just the packing day alone, we were well. There's three of us on site to pack 31 boxes, and I was really well organized, and that still took us four hours. How many At people least. on your? How many people did you have on your team for that? Uh, me. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I... Oh, oh, my goodness. My um, my husband does 3D printing, and so he helped design and create the metals, mm-hmm. but everything else was me. Wow. So hiring, managing, making sure everything's delivered on time, repackaging, that's counting, that's and insane. everything was named. So making sure all the right named things right. go and to the right person. And right. For,
0: yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's that's awesome, an, though. That's incredible. I mean, like, how, but yeah. it probably, like, turned yeah. out Phenomenal. because yeah, I've seen your work. It's incredible.
2: Feedback was spectacular. Oh,
0: see, and that's Yay. what that's the rewarding part. Yeah. Megan. Oh, boy. What is, you know, from a wedding perspective? Okay. As I said, which keep, direction do we no, want to go? No, we're going to keep away from the festival because obviously that is, that's going to trump everything. Yeah, sure. that's multiple days. Sure. And or like thats convention, the convention,
1: and, you know, community events. Right, exactly. Same.
0: So let's say just weddings. We'll focus on just weddings. What is probably the most time that you spent in a wedding? Or not in the okay. wedding, but like, planning the wedding and then including day of for execution. So I would argue what it's been drawn out lately because of COVID. So, yeah.
1: uh, I had multiple clients this year that technically we already planned a wedding and then we got to plan it again. <laughs> so it's She's a, a very time. weird. Yeah. This year's kind of skewing the, per, you know, the perception of it. Cause, uh, we definitely planned double, double the, uh, catering menus, double the, linen rentals and a lot of businesses went out of business. And so yeah. finding, finding, finding all that ones. stuff twice over three times over, um,
2: reintroducing yourself to the new people that work there now. No, So, oh.
1: right. I was gonna say the existing yeah. businesses, uh, but all your contacts yeah, are gone. Exactly. So we're, yeah. uh, it's been really drawn out this year. Um, but the most extensive, I I've had a couple, we had a wedding in a hayfield, um, family owned up in grand County and, we had to of course cut the hay first. It's, it's a legit business, right? So, um, we thought two weeks after the wedding would be sufficient. turns out it was still a swamp. Um, so we had to figure out, you know, how to mitigate all of that. We, and we brought in everything, right? So we had to coordinate everything from power and generators to portable toilets, um, and not porta potties. I'm sorry, not at a wedding. I can't. So you do like a nice trailer. Not item. even like
0: the fancy um, ones, like no, the white. Like the There's like, ones the ones white, with like the white, white AC ones. Yeah, that's like, yeah. you know, yeah. doing.
1: Like. Um, but no, yeah, not actually like the blue ones with the slamming doors, but. Lighting and flooring and plates and trash. Like where are you putting your trash when you're done? Mm-hmm. This is a private home with, you know, yeah. Andrew and you're in Grand
2: County. So you've got and bears oh, and, no, moose legit. and all kinds of things that'll yes. show
1: up. Yeah. yeah. I kept the music going after we shut down to make smart. sure I didn't have animals wandering over. Uh but I mean well, that, and
0: weather. Right. Weather in
1: Colorado is insane. In fact, oh, yeah. right. And yeah. even yeah. in September, right? So just yeah. the the man hours behind that took it. We were up there several days kind of prepping and um, preparing the actual space and then managing all the delivery. Cause that was over several days as well. Like the tent was delivered days before the event. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had to learn how to work a generator, things like that. Uh, Cause once that stuff's dumped off, everybody leaves. Right. Yeah. And then it's you. So yeah, that took several days and multiple staff. Um, so some events can, you know, take, take just that day to kind of slam dunk after I'd say a hundred hours of planning is probably average, um, and that's just with all the communications going
2: back and forth. With mm-hmm. those would, bigger ones, I would are. guess you're low on that number.
1: Yeah, I I count mine only. I know that's silly, yeah. but um, oh, so you're not I counting count like your team only, and everything, right? And so yeah, when I talk man hours, I think it's like just just vendor communications. That's not counting client. If I had to count client, I don't. Oh my gosh, you know. so so I, that's, I, I mean, think that's, that's the, the thing. It, yeah right, and right. that's
2: the. So in this industry, we we most people in this industry are givers. So right. we yes. give and we give and we give and we give and no one really truly tracks those. Right, that was There's actually no way the beauty of COVID for me. Like I actually really tracked things because I'd have one, and so I'd be like, "How long does how long this one take? thing actually take?" And it is amazing how it's much a lot more longer. time it takes than we think it takes. I
1: thought about the like you know the pricing and packaging that we talked about earlier about how how do you know you're you're charging what you're worth and making sure you're charging what you're worth. I would argue because I'm a giver, I don't count client time as, as giving. So I I don't calculate that into the workload. What I'm really looking at is how many vendors do I have to contact? How many people do I have to manage? How many quotes do I have to get? After that, it's just a relationship. And so I don't – I price it for if I feel like,
0: you know, this amount of work is going to be worth the relationship and the money I'm getting compensated. Well, but, we're, and we're not even, like, counting like, – probably not even considering or even thinking about the times how many times information changes like right. needs and wants change then right. you yes. have to start over or you from get scratch. three
1: quotes and then you have to finally yeah. pick a vendor and then you have to have that conversation you know multiple times with the vendor as it evolves or things right. change or they want well new quotes.
2: the to, because i'm going to of course bring this back to knowing people That's what i do but um <laughs>
0: she just did she just flex on us? It is it what she does. I know so, people. Yeah. Well, but so
2: like <laughs> what you guys are talking about though, like getting quotes and having multiple people. The point like part of the reason you create the groups that you have and the and the relationship to try and is, on is on so out, that like, when you have time. this person come in and they're like this couple is this sort of personality together and they're working together versus another couple where one person is handling everything or a parent is handling it or whatever else, like having those relationships and having all of these vendors that, you know, not just I have one, but having, I have five or seven because you pick and choose those personalities too. So that when you introduce clients to your vendors and your vendors to your clients, everybody's happy because if you give, you know, somebody who does not handle a mother of the bride who's crazy,
0: well, that kind of mother of a bride, you're in deep doo-doo. And now that
2: vendor doesn't want to work with you. Right, because you burned that bridge, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's
0: part of it definitely. And and I find it interesting as we're sitting here talking and I'm I'm thinking from my perspective, from a venue perspective, we have multiple vendors, specifically as you said, because there's different styles of events that will come to our venue. There are different personalities like you said that will come to our venue so having that match that good match Absolutely. is very important and that comes with the networking aspect or going to an association networking event and trying to meet those personalities and I was just thinking because I'm on the venue side you're on the vendor side and you're on the event planner side so we right. have three different perspectives Absolutely. from each aspect of our conversation which is pretty useful I think
2: well it's also who, who's going to make you look good I mean I know right. that like totally. part of my I would prefer to work with, and I'm. this is no shot at people who are brides and grooms and couples that want to work with me, but I want to work with a planner yeah, because that planner knows that I'm going to right. make them look good. That's my job. Right. Now I will deal directly with whatever the couple is, whatever the client is, I will deal directly with them. But the introduction from a planner, I already know they've been vetted and they're a good fit for me. Right. Which is fantastic. Same with like when I know that I'm one of your vendor partners. Absolutely. Like you guys know if I'm coming into your space, I'm paying attention to what you need as well and what your expectations and guidelines are. It's not just what the client thinks they can get away with, right? Like there are expectations among all of these things and you have to sort of know that. And that, again, that comes with getting to know people and learning, you know, how to behave as a professional in this industry. You know, I know Megan's not going to walk into someone's venue and be like, I know all the shit. I I do know all the shit She does But, but, she, I mean, but she's going to be, be respectful, right? right? Like she's no. going to say, hey, like, how do you guys handle XYZ? Right. And they're going to say, this is how we do it. Right. And if she sees a better way, as she was talking about in the last podcast, and if you haven't listened to it, you should go back, back and God. listen to the do two. I to be be um, <laughs> do I even need to be here? Do I even need to be here? go just,
0: now. I'm just going to. Lainey and I are taking over. <laughs> I'm going to go. We're, we're at the DNVR studio. I might just go down to the <laughs> DNVR bar and You're grab a beer while y'all just talk about. Uh,
2: you're so silly just but so Thank she you. she sees those sh- that's what she's been good at since she was young is seeing the ways to improve and so okay. if someone says this is how we do xyz and megan sees something that she can defend as a better way to do it she will she'll bring it to their attention if they say no she knows how to right to adjust yeah i would argue no one ever tells me no, no i'm just kidding i know <laughs> I, 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 no. I really, it
1: really is one of those <laughs> that's really awesome could we do it this way today yeah um because i think it would xyz and I, I joke, but I really don't often get told no. And I think right. that's because you approach it in a manner of, of respect of, hey, I love that you guys do that. I have other questions. Can we also absolutely. try this? Are you good at right. that? And, yeah.
0: and it's you know, finding a compromise because right, as, as an event planner, you're the liaison between all of the vendors and, and the couple and or the client themselves. And you are working to make sure that everybody is happy. So you have to have a talent that you can speak on multiple levels, not only on the level for the client, whatever, whichever kind of client it is, because each client is going to be different, but also to the vendors that you're that you're comfortable with and you have association with and you've worked with before, mm-hmm. to try to find that compromise that's going to work for everybody. And you're not going to make everybody happy. No. Oh no. But no. it's finding like a ground that you can work off of. So that at most, at the probably the most important is that the client is happy because they're the ones that are going to be going on to Yelp or on to Google and say, well, I worked with this floral company and they were horrible <laughs> or I'm going to sue because something, something, something. So I mean, like, and, you know, that happens. It, that happens.
1: It certainly legit. happens. <laughs> Ever find yourself mindlessly browsing online? It's all fun and games until you see something you actually kind of want. To make sure you're not dreaming, you text your friend a link, what do you think of this jacket, you ask. By the time you hear back, you're onto other things. A product forgotten, a cart abandoned. Until now. Fivo is revolutionizing the way we shop. It's an e-commerce solution for brands to take back their consumers' engagement onto their own domain. Because you deserve that jacket. Fivo believes just as strongly in championing women in the workforce as it does revolutionizing the way we shop. That's why FIVO has partnered with the Denver Women's Sports Collective to provide resources, counsel, and strategic investment toward female professional growth. We at FIVO are proud to support the DWSC
2: in 2021 and beyond.
0: The reason why I bring this up is because event planners have to go, and vendors as well. um, I was going to say, it's probably universal. It's just whatever
1: format you're working in is the issue you're dealing with. Right. Yeah.
0: What I've noticed in this industry is that the people who are in the industry tend to go above and beyond to try to make sure that their name that is on the line, especially if you were an entrepreneur, that the name that is on the line is not tarnished in any way. And that relationship that you build and develop with a vendor can hurt if that vendor is not holding up their part of the bargain in that relationship yeah.
1: heard me once
0: Miss Megan yeah, I knew your it. village
1: yeah <laughs> Miss, Miss I'm Megan <laughs> I'm not kidding
0: <laughs> Miss Megan is a prime example because she did have a wedding I'll let her explain it we're not going to disclose we're not going to disclose who the partners were we're not going to disclose any names well or I would say like over that, time I've got probably multiple stories but oh, yeah. you're you're um yes
1: so prime example Lainey we'll give you a quick and dirty but I had a vendor um and Tried and true, like, have been my go-to for eons, okay? And literally, usually the only one I refer. Um, And unfortunately, just with the way things went down, this particular event, like, I will never, ever work with them again, let alone utter their name or refer them. And it's not out of spite. It really isn't like, don't get me wrong. My feelings are hurt on a personal level because of the relationship we had for so long on so much business has occurred between us. It is a friendship. It is a relationship. Um, it doesn't matter. They did my client dirty. And so I'm just like, I can't, I can no longer in good conscience, send someone else over to you and have them treated the same way. Cause heaven forbid, like it happened once now I know. And now I cannot, yeah, yeah, I can't send yeah, yeah. a client over anymore. but it also
0: took you away from your your task because you had to fix that problem Sure so you had to take time away from the client to right. be able to fix this issue and try to save the face of your company and and the event yeah. itself
1: so and I I totally agree at the end of the day in the back of my mind, how does this look for me and my business but really in the moment I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> this girl's wedding is about to be legitimately ruined. Oh, and no. can I live with that? And the answer was no, no,, I really, really can't. Like I don't care how complicated something is or how emotional something is or um I would argue, I, I wouldn't say, oh, there's no difficult clients. There can definitely be difficult oh, yeah. clients. I would argue are they difficult or are they just particular? Do they have expectations? Mm-hmm. Now, I will argue there's a whole nother topic of managing expectations. absolutely. Um but like, it's their freaking party. Let them throw it how they want to. And so, if 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 that is about to be jeopardized after all the work we've done for literally two years, like hell no! <laughs> I'm like, I had to jump in last minute, drive around town, knock, knock down doors, purchase product, hire replacement staff to come up and fix what this vendor grossly failed to do. And it was all literally from Friday, you know, Friday at two 30 in the afternoon till, uh, to the wedding the next morning. Like we were up at the event space at 10 AM the next morning. And I'm not kidding you guys. I was so stressed out. I was so stressed out because I, I, I saw this person's event literally falling apart and the amount of money and, and time and effort in there. I it just killed my soul. I didn't sleep. I woke up at one in the morning and I just laid in bed playing out every gross possibility that okay. could have occurred until 6 30 when I finally was like well I guess I should get up and do this wedding.
0: <laughs> like, it well, was but just that's, so painful. But that's the life of the event industry right yes. you do not yes. sleep the night before even if everything has gone flawless and you're totally fine you wait you literally stay awake, Your brain's awake. just
1: trying to fix things before they go wrong exactly. which I normally
0: I've gotten really good at
1: going You've done your job. You've planned what you've planned. You can't fix accidents. You can't change, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow, and you're ready. But this, I literally laid in bed and tried to fix for six hours <laughs> until, yeah. until it happened. And
2: you've got to have, that's, again, you got to have the people you can call, and you got to call in the cavalry. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. and happened, this cavalry right? rolled in, yeah. guns blazing. And yeah. we, I, Genius, I, I'm i
1: going to argue that uh, when when it was all said and done, it was the most beautiful thing we've done all year. Sweet. And, um, the bride walked into the tent and I'm not gonna lie, I, I, you know, tried not to pee myself because I was just sitting there thinking, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. You know? <laughs> and she walks in and I swear it was in slow motion and I watched her look around and then she looked at me and she's like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's better than I thought it was going to be. Cause she knew nice. about the situation that yes. was happening and then she started to cry and then I started to cry. And it was one of those, yeah. I'm not crying, you're crying moments. And it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was so worth the 48 hours of no sleep.
2: <laughs> well, I've had, a, you know, friends of mine have had situations where a cake on a dirt road. Oh, no. <gasps> by the time it oh, arrived, yeah. oh, no it way. Is crumbled? No way, yeah. And they were able to call in one of their cake partners, not the one who made this cake, oh, to deliver a faux cake for yeah. display. Oh, And then they they just use the cake cake because, you know, the guests don't necessarily know and the cake tastes amazing. But, but having someone you can call when you're like, I need a cake in two hours. Like right now. I have another friend who's up in Canada and in 2015 when we had the floods here. Oh yeah. Well, they flooded there too because of our wildfires. Oh my gosh. Mm. And up in Calgary, it split the town in three. And I had a friend who had a wedding and people for the wedding were in different islands. And so they had to call everyone in the industry to make this wedding happen on the island where the bride and groom were. Oh, my gosh. And they made it happen. That's but the again, community it's, point. yeah, it's that we knowing it's, it's having the community that you can call in and go, right. uh, and guys, save the world on is fire. ending, right. fix this. And, and you know, when your people
0: do it too, because yes. it's a tribe. Absolutely. And it's a, it, there, there has to be that trust that you can depend on those people to get it done yes. with the understanding that you're not necessarily, again, going to make everybody happy. Cause okay. I, right. cause the Absolutely. one, cause again, you know, if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, please do. But I mentioned that. And when I was doing event planning, I had one wedding and it was a wedding that my staff afterwards said, nope, we're not doing do this, this again because <laughs> my mom passed away two days before the wedding. So I God. gave it to my staff to run uh-huh. it, We had the event Bible, like we saw like we talked about in the previous right. episode, we had everything in line to execute and it overall went extremely well. But the bride and groom, no matter what you did in this scenario, did not matter. And they were going to be mad and stressed no matter how much my staff went to reassure them everything's gonna be fine. They handled everything exactly how I would have done it. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter at that point. So there's there's a point where you have to kind of step back and say, Okay, I get it. Like they were still the when I spoke to the groom afterwards, he was like, Hey, we're still gonna give you a really great recommendation, but all these things went wrong. And they, they that's a
1: personality win. thing i would Absolutely. argue Absolutely, and agree, that's agree. then talking about like knowing your worth in the beginning i would argue you take those clients on because you want every client possible and as you get experience you learn very quickly how to spot them no you way. you see them yeah. a thousand miles away every once in a while one sneaks in and you regret it and you tough through it and you remind yourself what it looks like and you avoid it again right um but I, yeah well, you edit your clients and i think
2: you have to add that that client is different for every single person. Oh no, hundred you know, percent. So again, it, it's like learning who, who it is, is that it for you. feeds you mm-hmm. and that you can feed. And in
1: all fairness, when I know this is not a good fit, um, I'm, I edit the conversation immediately and then I also send them people I truly think could manage them in a much much better way than I yeah. could and
0: that's the part of and having the connections and the networking yeah. and associations is in building that rapport with other people saying hey I know you well enough so if somebody came to me for an event if I was in the industry and they had a specific need that I couldn't match I could send them to Megan because I know that she's going to be able to speak to them and right. meet their needs more a lot better than I could because I'm a very Here's everything that is going to go wrong with potentially go wrong, but here's all the ways that we're going to fix it. And in the corporate and nonprofit world, that's they love fantastic. that, yes, they want that absolutely. Right? But for a bride, no way, they, no. no way, we don't groom. go there. we don't talk no. about the things
1: we do not talk about. No. Like, no, yeah, I, I like the, <laughs> the clients. things that
2: will not be named, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> the Voldemort of our group. I, I think uh, my favorite part about a wedding is with the clients that know you do the dirty work for them. And they, they don't talk about it until after. And then they're like, okay, but now we got to grab jinx. And I really want to know what happened on my wedding day. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, okay, only if you promise that it won't ruin it for you. Cause some people, they want to know, cause they want to laugh about it afterwards. Right. And some of them, if you actually told yeah, them it would, die. it would ruin yeah, yeah. It, what actually occurred. So I edit, I don't always agree to that, but if it's the right client, I'm like, oh girl, we got to get together. I got to tell you what your aunt did.
2: it's fun to wrap people out and it's funny talking about like the the good and the bad of the event world like we're talking about a lot of the things that have gone wrong and that are haywire and whatever and i think that hopefully for listeners it's super clear that there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes with every single vendor with every single venue with every single planner there's always stuff going on behind the scenes that you will never see as a client but as an event professional whatever you choose to do in this industry you're going to be dealing with like, that's just the reality of what's going to happen. Right. But at the end of the day, when you have a spectacular client that's like beaming and they love what you did and they gave you this feedback that like fills your soul, yeah, like do that's part of the good stuff <laughs> and getting the amazing pictures and getting like being published or winning awards, things like that. Like that yeah. helps feed that. Right. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm doing I'm doing what I want to be doing. And so at all fairness, we like the chaos. Let's be real. Well, okay. I mean, you kind of <laughs> have to have a,
0: you kind of have to be a glutton for punishment when like in this punishment. industry. I think <laughs> I've, I think I've that's talked about out. that to a few people, and they say I want to get back into the event industry. I took a break, and I'm like, why? My favorite part <laughs> is <laughs> like,
1: but can I tell you the craziest story? And that if you can start your day like that, like. I have to tell you what happened this weekend. Right. And, you know, absolutely. it was a good weekend.
0: Lainey, you're <laughs> absolutely right. We're kind of focusing on like the horror, like the war stories, <laughs> I as I would like to say, and uh-huh. I don't want to like try to scare anybody off, but it goes back to setting those expectations because I think a lot of people who get into the industry have unrealistic expectations, but right. let's, let's switch gears cool. and talk about the most awarding or the best moment that you've had <laughs> in this career that you just said, you just kind of stopped and you smiled and you looked around like, i we did do this good like shit. this i did this I'm the shit. my staff
1: says we need shirts that say that we do good shit because every wedding <laughs> i stand next to <laughs> at some point and i'm like you know we do good shit
2: Heck yeah, we do that's,
0: that's, the, how, is that, that's like your motto yeah Aww. i Aww. actually think it motto. would be a tagline
1: and I, I genuinely think that my clients would get it and find it funny
2: oh i
0: think you should so absolutely make it your
1: tagline i need it on my name tags that i'm gonna oh, order yeah, from let's you let's do it so or if you you're interested shit. in
0: receiving a shirt that says "Don't no, just get <laughs> we make name tags. Yes, at yeah, I still
2: have mine from whatever oh, planner event. Yeah. You made ours. The I wear it sometimes. Checkovers and linens that no longer exist. Out of business in all of the United States. That's crazy. We lost some. So this Lainey, year.
0: tell me about your your top every. I think every person in the event industry. I think most people have like that one story in their career that they're like so oh, proud have, of.
2: I have a few, but the one that I think is really amusing that I that I it cracks me up still there's a ILEA does an awards called the Esprit Awards and it's, it's international um, and you apply and it's this whole process and all stuff. And I did this spectacular box bent acrylic invitation with like an an additional acrylic piece that you could slide off and like all this stuff for a cake designer here and in Colorado for their anniversary. And it was spectacular. So I submitted it and I told my story And I found out I was one of the three nominees and the two people I was nominated with. One of them has been in the industry for 30 plus years is a rock star is one of the top planners in the country, like amazing human being. And the other is a extremely well-known planning company in the Midwest. Again, phenomenal humans, like super talented. And I was like, well, I got nominated. I know I'm not winning, but what company I'm in, this is amazing. Well, that year I was also making the awards for the Esprit's for the first no, time. Oh, no. okay. So, I have all the awards. All the sparkly, information? I have all the awards ordered and I get the list of all the winners. <gasps> and I am by myself that. in my office and I look down the list and I won.
0: <gasps> so you had to make, wait, hang on. So and you had I, to make your own yes. award? Well, no, I'm but not here's not the out. thing.
2: I was so shocked I won. I closed out my email and started again. So I was like, there's no way. That's not real. So I celebrated my win completely
0: by myself. That's oh. amazing. Weeks, making your own awards Weeks award. before the event. <laughs> did you make it extra shiny? No. I would have said like extra stars.
2: But what was great is when I won the award, I was like, thank God I can finally tell you guys I won this award. And like the people behind the scenes that didn't realize I was the one making the awards was like, how did she know ahead of time? And, and I was like, I made them came all. Came I know wait, everybody wait. who won. Because oh, she knows everybody yeah. and everybody in the industry. Yeah. She knows a lot of people. We're yeah. kind of like, no, and so like all my friends were winning and you can't tell anybody. So like, I'm really good at keeping a secret, but I had to keep my own secret too. <laughs> oh. Oh, so I'm it was gonna like gonna this awesome like weird moment and so like winning like going up on stage was like an afterthought for me it wasn't yeah. one of those like that's holy amazing. shit i won an award it was like I, i've known this for weeks thank god i can finally tell you
1: that's so that hilarious. is hilarious yeah. Yeah. Megan. back of the scenes person's like crap
2: oh there was <laughs> there were conversations and they had to be like whoa slow your roll like she actually did all the awards for us like yeah. she's our person oh because they thought you were spying oh. yeah they thought somehow Ooh, i got the list she if you have that kind of secret ninja skill, oh. like girl. You should run for president. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Everyone in the event industry knows better than to do that. No. This is true. I know I joke, yeah.
1: We don't need that kind of...
2: I we could fix things, but we don't want to run for president. Heck no.
1: (laughs) Miss Megan. Okay, so weddings for me, I I love all of them. I will argue that. So my big, holy crap, moment was, I would argue, Oktoberfest. Ah, Um, the second year. uh, And just because it's one of those things where it is legitimately the largest thing I've ever planned. I have done conventions, you know, for years in the healthcare world. And those are about five to 6,000 people. But I mean, to have to throw a basically a gigantic block party for 17,000 of your closest neighbors uh, is kind of I, i'm gonna argue bragging rights so that i would say standing in 90 plus degree heat on black asphalt and christina is probably having ptsd as i bring this up um, because i was injured yes because yes. remember
0: i because i was trying to put up a 10 by 10 tent and blew out my Jack back hurt herself like at the, yeah. during oh. setup because i have injuries from the military and yeah. for some reason anybody who it. has ever put up a 10 by 10 tent knows that that's a two-person job Absolutely. you really uh, yeah. should not no, be doing, doing it actually, solo I was doing it solo because we, well, in all fairness, we had volunteers that were not doing what they were supposed to. And I was very fed up at that point because I wanted to get stuff done because I knew the timeline that Megan had. And so I was trying to do it. And I asked people to come help me and like people were just blowing me off. So I was, which happened. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. (laughs) And I ended up getting, blowing out my back and getting stuck underneath the ten by ten tent, and I could not get out. No, people. We had left to her um, there for
1: the rest of the day. I didn't have time to help her back up. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> you hear this
1: help? Oh. Okay,
0: <laughs> no, we it didn't was get the tent, so I lifted it oh, up off of her. Yeah, anyway. she need, She didn't care about me. She was just like looked around and was I'm like, "Oh, we're you missing didn't somebody." Start yelling at people. <laughs> like
2: you should have started yelling at people. I mean, I yes. <laughs> yes, but I was you, you. Megan should give everybody a goddamn whistle.
1: Uh, So I mean, she had all Bang! the things, and the, I don't, sweetie. If you heard my workout. military voice, I do not <laughs>
0: need a whistle. She had I, I feel like I she had either. all the things. <laughs> I had all the equipment that I needed. I just, I was so at the point where I was just like done. Plus, yeah. it was super early in the morning. I also yeah. had the kid and he was, I think he was two and barely slept. So it was one of those situations where you just kind of have to say, okay, I am not in the right state of mind to talk to people. I just yeah. need to keep my mouth shut and like not <laughs> interfere because if I do, I'm going to lose it and I'm not yeah. going to be so professional. That's, that's and so the difference stop, between right? you and I,
1: because when I get into that mode, I just say it more sweetly and with oh, a yeah. look in my eye that's like do you hear what i'm saying or do you hear what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> and i have no issue like i almost ha- overcommunicated at that point but yeah Oktoberfest, wearing lederhosen standing in uh, you know almost 100 degree heat in and leather attire uh looking around at a packed place the mm-hmm. bands blaring there's lines out the door for food and, and, and in a good way folks i i had enough caterers don't come for me <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> I had food like, trucks like it was stuff. it was just epic and i remember thinking like Holy crap! Like anybody else seeing this?
0: Like, awesome. I just, well, the signage I mean, was awesome. on point too. Oh
1: yeah, thanks. I, I did that all by myself.
0: <gasps> <laughs> just I know you just Don't did not me. say that. Uh, no, uh, just out kidding.
1: of um, sentimental effect, I I kept some.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> but what yes. about
2: you, Christina? Yeah.
0: Um, I'd have to say the National Kidney Foundation, Great Chefs of the West because Ooh. the first year we had the cyclone bomb this was in 2018 mm-hmm. 2019 sorry 2019 we had the huge psycho blonde uh bomb blondes psycho blondes, blondes. the huge <laughs> cyclone the bomb year? that no because they've had great uh great chefs of the west a few years prior okay, okay. um but we had that huge snowstorm that came in and oh, the yeah, day yeah. before we were blessed and anybody that's in the event industry understands that when you have the day prior to set up, it's a godsend. So I had my staff come out. We set up the day prior. It looked gorgeous. It was some of my most favorite work I've ever done. The client National Kidney Foundation was ecstatic. They were so happy. And then the following day, the snowstorm, the massive snowstorm comes in. I couldn't call any of my staff. I was like, I rightfully am not going to make you drive through this because they were driving far and that's not safe. And so I ended up cleaning up everything by myself. We threw around gorgeous, or threw away gorgeous centerpieces that were oh, provided man. by a florist. It was heartbreaking. It was gut wrenching. And then it took me like four hours to drive a thirty minute drive home because it was in, in my Prius, oh. in my white Prius, <laughs> oh, full man. of uh of vent decor. It yeah. was dreadful. So fast forward to two thousand twenty <clears throat> in March. Oh lord, we had the Great Chefs of the West. They brought me on as the event designer. We had another beautiful setup. We changed it up a bit, but I still had a lot of the, the supplies from the year prior. So it was like, we can use this. We went in, we developed it. It was gorgeous. COVID starts threatening us. Now this is the same night that Pepsi center at the time had a uh, post Malone. And I oh, was yeah. where I didn't, I just started, I yeah, just started at fun. Pepsi center and we end up closing down right after. Cause national kidney foundation actually didn't know if they were going to be able to have the event because of COVID and the lockdown, it was being threatened. And I just remember my contact coming in and saying, screw that we canceled last year. We're not fucking canceling it it this year. (laughs) That's, this is not happening with that reset. It did turn out absolutely beautiful. It was 100% my favorite because not only did, and this is part of being, I think an event designer is you have to consider the venue around you and what Absolutely. they what they have and build your design to complement the venue yep. and match and they had these beautiful uh, swags on their roof and a like crystal chandelier so I was able to incorporate that into the design okay. it just was one of my favorite most elegant pieces that I've ever done and so definitely standing on the stage and taking a picture and you know getting my photos and stuff it was absolutely incredible thank god they did not cancel it but we did joke that if it got canceled again we were going to have the next theme was going to be let it go from from frozen (laughs) like we were just done we were just like this this just shit needs to happen good
1: deal that's amazing Yeah. yeah
0: Well, ladies, I have enjoyed having you guys here. We have talked about a lot. You guys have been phenomenal and funny. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been a blast. Thanks for having us. For all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in into this three-part series in the event industry and the importance of belonging to an association, networking, branding yourself, and so much more. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. Tune in to the next episode with Miss Erin Lewis. Thank you so much. That wraps up this episode
1: of Convos with the Collective. Thank you for joining us for today's Convo. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and post it to your social media. Tell your friends and catch the show notes on our website at www.denverwsc.com. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to catch each week's episode and follow us on all social platforms at Denver Women's Sports Collective so you don't miss a single combo. This podcast includes various hosts from the Denver Women's Sports Collective
0: and was produced and edited by Allie Monroy.